Welcome to the Millennial Career Playbook's company interview series, which focuses on corporate cultures worth knowing about if you're a job-seeking millennial or simply enjoy working in millennial-friendly environments. This series offers you company-specific information you won't find anywhere else, helping you decide if a particular firm is a great fit for you, and also offering you tips on how to most effectively land a job with the company. I'm Debbie Woldrich, CEO of outsource training company TTC Innovations, which specializes in providing corporations with customized millennial-focused training solutions. Hosting this series with me is best-selling author Haya Bender, whose credits include five dummies books and a complete idiot's guide, and articles for the New York Times. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com, as we're always adding new interviews and other content. Joining Hi and I today is Laura Bertram, Recruitment Manager of engineering design firm Burns & McDonnell. Can you talk a little about yourself and what your role is at Burns & Mac? I've been at Burns & Mac a little over seven years. I've had a variety of career paths all in our human resources group. Currently, for the last, oh, year and a half, I have been managing our college recruiting team and our K-12 through outreach team. We not only are recruiting for new grads and interns, but we're also starting to uh, bug in junior high kids' ears about different STEM careers. Can you explain to our audience what Burns and McDonald does? Burns and McDonald is a fully integrated engineering, architecture, construction, environmental consulting firm. We are headquartered here in Kansas City, but we have lots of locations nationwide, about 5,200 employee owners that work at Burns & Mac. And I say employee owner because that really is our number one differentiator when you're taking a look at other companies out there. Every single employee owner that works at Burns & Mac is an owner of the company. So we all have stake in whatever happens to the company. And not only is that really amazing from a financial standpoint, because it gives us some really nice end-of-year performance-based bonuses and really nice retirement funds, but it also is truly what drives the culture here because everyone has what we call skin in the game. You don't feel like you're working for the man, so to speak, because you, you are the man. You are making the company a better place every single day. Can you talk a little more about that, the specifics of how the employee ownership works? Absolutely. At the end of the year, after we've made all of our money, we pay to keep the lights on, we pay people's salaries, we put a lot of money into our Burns & McDonald Foundation to give back to different philanthropic avenues. But we also put a large chunk into everyone's retirement, into what we call an ESOP, which is an employee stock ownership plan. And so essentially people, our owners who work here, come in and do what they would be doing anyway on a daily basis, doing an incredible job for the company, but they're going to get rewarded for that at the end of the year by a performance-based bonus, but also a certain allocation of the firm's profits go into their retirement fund. That's just kind of over there growing for them without them really even doing anything, just coming in and working. So it's separate from a 401k they could contribute to. It's it's a stock plan that cash allocations go into from the company every single year. Let's say someone is with a company and then after five years they leave, what would happen to that money? Everyone on day one is an owner in the company. Now, as far as your ESOP account, we do have a vesting schedule on that. And so let's say after two years, you're 20% vested. 
after six years, you're 100% vested. So at five years, if you decided to take a different opportunity outside of Burns and Mac, you would be 80% vested. So 80% of that ESOP, those funds that went in, you would get to take that with you to roll into another retirement account or cash out, which obviously we don't encourage people to do. But what's interesting about that is our turnover rate is crazy low, like less than 4%. But once someone is fully vested after six years, that drops down below 1%. So not only is it an amazing financial part for people, but it's an incredible retention tool for us as well. That's really interesting. And when someone retires? So when someone retires, they get all of the cash value of their ESOP account taken out to get to use to retire. So we have lots and lots of people that retire very happy here. And does a company buy the stock back? Is that that's, exa- the- that's exactly right. Their shares go back into the ESOP account. So the cash in each employee's account purchases shares from people who retire. It's not something you see in a lot of companies, so that's why I just want it to be clear. Yeah, it it is. It's it's very, very rare and something we also really blessed to have. Brinson Mac is a fairly old company. Do you know exactly how many years it's been around? Yeah, we were founded in 1898. So that's a, a pretty innovative, cutting edge things the company is doing. Do you know? When things like the employee-owned program started, how old that program is? We became employee-owned in 1985. That really was when everything changed for us. And it had started as a much smaller company. I think we were at about 600 employees. So now, obviously, we're at over 5,200 employee owners. And so that really just propelled us into success. And, And I'll say another thing that has really propelled us into success is when Greg Graves became CEO in 2004. He really drives the culture and our philanthropic spirit and employee ownership and profitability and just being a really fun place to work. And so I think both of those are huge factors, but certainly being employee owned is everything to us. Okay. I just wanted to be kind of financial. And you also going to talk about what it means in terms of the environment. But let me let you do that. Because we are 100% employee-owned, anyone that we hire, that's one of the strongest characteristics that we're looking for is do they have that entrepreneurial spirit? Do they have that ownership? This is my company. I want to make it better. Or are they somebody that's probably just going to kind of clock in, clock out? Certainly, there are folks that are looking for that in their career, but that's not someone who's going to do well at Burns & Mac. And so the way that being 100% employee-owned has really driven our culture is that We all care about what happens to the company. We all want to see it be successful. It's really interesting for me. I haven't worked at Burns & Mac my entire career. I've been here seven years, but before that, I was at another firm for about five years. And by far and away, the culture is what I saw as the biggest differentiator. And and it is because of being 100% employee-owned. At a lot of firms, you kind of self-promote and try to get ahead, even if it's a little bit cutthroat. And... Burns and Mac, although it sounds completely idealistic, it is not that way. It will not do you any good to throw your friend next to you under the bus to try to get ahead because ultimately that's not what's best for our clients and our entire goal is to make our clients successful. And when we do that, we do it as a team. When we succeed as a team, we are profitable as a team and then that ends up going into our end of year bonuses individually. So it really does do you well as an individual 
to work together as a team and help your friend next to you to win the next project and get repeat business. I've never left work here and seen someone on my team be working where I haven't said, hey, why are you working late? What can I help you with? And the same thing has happened to me too. I've never had my entire team leave when I'm still working because it's not about your individual goal. It's about the team goal. Are bonuses dependent on how the company does as opposed to how an individual does? Bonuses are based on a number of factors. Um, And again, it it kind of all comes back to being 100% employee-owned. It is based on how successful the company is that year. And then it's based on what your specific division or business unit, how successful you are. And then it drills down to each individual's performance. And so everyone in the company has the chance to have an end-of-year bonus. And I would say close to 100% of us do get bonuses in some fashion. It's just going to depend what your performance as an individual is and how your team did. And it's amazing because if you're someone who comes in and works really hard and performs really high, you're going to get a little bit more than a pat on the back at the end of the year. You really do feel like your success is celebrated. And Lauren, outside of the stock and the bonuses, what are some other things that the company offers to attract top millennial talent? about half of our workforce is millennials. So every year we're bringing in talent off of the universities that we recruit from. We hire a lot of new grads, so December and May grads, and then we have a really large, robust internship program as well. Our strategy to find that talent is to hit the ground running and and actually go out to those universities and recruit those new grads and interns. We've really taken on a very personal approach to recruiting the millennials that we're attracting to Burns and Mac, not only is it the right thing to do because it's what is attractive to that type of person, but it also, again, I I hate to keep saying that, but it keeps going back to the employee ownership model because our company is only as strong as the people that work here. And so our people are our best asset to go recruit for us too. What we do is we go out to campuses and instead of pushing so much information on, look at how great Burns and Mac is. We do this, we do that, we do this, which most companies are already doing. That probably going to dilute our brand if we're saying that we do all these wonderful things that everyone else does. So we've gone a little bit more away from promoting us and more towards developing a connection or a relationship with that specific recruit so that we can get to know what matters to them. So before we go into this wonderful tuition reimbursement program we have, or that we have a mentorship program, or have all this training, or we'll pay for someone to get their master's, or we have a great end-of-year bonus, that might not matter to anyone. At the end of the day, they might be looking for a company where they can give back, or a company where they're going to be able to have a lot of different career paths throughout their time. And so we spend time getting to know that individual before we start selling or or promoting what we can offer them as a company. Any millennial that's looking to get a career, the best thing they can do is to land an internship or two before they do pick where they're going to work full time. Your internship not only is the company interviewing you, but you're interviewing the company. So is this a place where you see yourself after you graduate? Does the company mission and philosophy align with what you're looking for? At Burns & Mac, that has been a huge success for us. Our internship program is a direct feeder into our full-time pipeline. We usually convert about 86% of our interns into employee owners. Incredibly high turn rate. I think the national average last time I looked was 52%. So we've had 
incredible success with that. And we realized the more and more we develop our internship program, the better their experience is going to be and the better taste they get of what employee ownership looks like so that they do decide to convert. It's a really great tip because that's not something you'd automatically realize is a tremendous pathway into the company. You mentioned tuition reimbursement. Can you talk a little bit about that program and how that is available to the employee? At Burns and Mac, we have what we call Burns and McDonald University, which is basically our in-house training program. They offer a lot of different classes every single year. There's that piece of it where we have actual engineers and other professionals in the organization teaching different courses to develop them professionally and personally. But we also have this tuition reimbursement program where after someone's been here for six months, if they're interested in furthering their education, be it with an advanced technical degree or an MBA or something like that, obviously it has to be relevant to what they're doing here. So there is that business case for it. But I think we have over 250 employee owners that are taking advantage of our tuition assistance program. And it's awesome because they can take a couple classes every semester, night classes, and Burns and Mac reimburses it 100%. And it's really incredible because not only are they developing themselves and becoming better in whatever craft they've decided to go on into, but it also helps the team with whatever knowledge that they're getting from the classes that they're taking and then makes Burns and Mac stronger as well. When they are taking some of these new classes, does that open the door for them to be able to take on a different role within the company? Or how easy is it for an employee to decide that they want to change positions within the company? Certainly, taking different courses and even teaching courses helps them grow their careers. And that's something that we absolutely promote. I mean, we have people that have worked here less than a year that are already teaching courses because they might come in being a subject matter expert on something that no one else in the company knows about. And so it doesn't matter how long you've been working here. We're always looking for people to be the next trainer or coach or mentor to someone else because we realize that you don't have to be a certain age or have a certain amount of years of experience to be able to knowledge share. And folks that have worked here 20 years can learn from an intern who's been here two weeks. And someone who's been here two weeks can certainly learn from someone who's been working for 20 years. So there's definitely that. And to answer the second part of your question, as, as far as taking on different roles or what your career path looks like, it's fun to explain to people that we're recruiting what our career path looks like because it doesn't look like a typical stair ladder climbing career path. And that's what... I absolutely love about Burns and Mac. It's not a rigid career path. You don't come in and do six months of a rotational program and then um, you're in this entry-level role for two to three years and then you can grow into this next role for three to five years or whatever it may be. If you are coming in and you hit the ground running and you're knocking people's socks off and doing a great job, you will get promoted and you will advance. And the typical promotion might not look like it does somewhere else like it does at Burns and Mac. It's neat for our technical folks, our engineers, to have this highly technical degree and then three to five years into their career, they're selling work or they're managing people or they're managing projects. And I know a lot of times people think that just because you have a technical degree, it means that you're going to be in the corner designing all day. That's not what Burns and Mac's about. And it's because we're a consulting company. We really are looking for people who have obviously strong technical skills, but we need the people that have strong soft skills too, to be able to make lasting careers here. 
on the teaching classes and the mentorship, what incentives does Burns and Mac provide for people to do that? We have a celebration lunch at the end of the year for anyone who helped teach or prepare curriculum for a class. So it's not like someone's getting extra in their bonus or something like that. This is what I love about Burns and Mac is that people don't do things for incentives. They do it because it's going to make the person next to them stronger and it's going to make the company stronger, which then makes the company more money, which then comes back to you at the end of the day, too. So people view those incentives as professional and personal growth when they teach a class and also know that knowledge sharing with the team is going to make us stronger as a company. Does that go for mentorship as well? It does. We kind of have a different take on our mentor program. When someone starts at Burns & Mac, do assign them with a manager-picked mentor, but it's maybe not what you would normally expect. It's not somebody who has maybe been working for 15 plus years. We usually try to pair our new graduates up with someone who's just kind of started out maybe like two to five years in their career because we know that they will not only be able to get them acclimated to the team, get them acclimated to their project or specific work that they're going to be doing, but they can also serve as kind of a social mentor for them. So they can say, you know, this is what we usually do during lunch. Afterwards, our team goes bowling together or we have happy hour or, hey, here are some really cool young professional groups that you'll want to check out in the city. So really to get them connected into the city, connected into the company and the culture. But it's worked really well for us because it's fostered even more of a team environment. People are hanging out together on the weekends and after work. And I think that's what's made us so popular among millennials. They want their company and their life to be able to kind of bleed together and be able to have the people that they work with also be a part of their life. And what they're passionate about and excited about is what their company supports and maybe gives them venues to go volunteer or go play intramural basketball or whatever it is. That is something that we've really looked into. And that's one of the reasons that people really love working here. Talk a little bit more about some of the things that you have done or put into place or helped to identify for that work-life blend. From a professional development standpoint, I know we've talked about training and classes and coaching and mentoring. I think that's a part of that. Transparency is huge to an open door policy. If you walk around the halls at Burns and Mac, none of our managers have offices. They're sitting in the cubicles right next to the folks that are going to be doing the design or client calls or vendor calls or whatever it may be. So there's not as much of a hierarchy type of atmosphere here either. Our CEO, Greg Graves, is the most personable person I think I've ever met. And not only is he great addressing the entire company when 5,000 of us get together in a room to do an annual report, but he also does a Q&A with our interns and then invites them back to his office to grab his favorite book. Really establishing that transparency is something that's important. But to answer your original question, there are countless ways for them to get ingrained into the culture and get to know each other, whether it be going to ball games together or we have, we joke around that Burns and Mac, our events always revolve around food. So we're always having barbecues and picnics and pancake breakfasts and ice cream socials. And when we got Best Place to Work in Kansas City the last couple of years, we had our local Boulevard Brewery come up with their beer trucks out in the parking lot and give out six packs of beer and root beer to all of our employee owners. Greg, our CEO, likes to tell the story that when we were handing out beer for being Best Place to Work, one of our employee owners came up to him and said, 
well, Greg, if we're not the best place to work now, we should be by five o'clock. <laughs> so that's one way. <laughs> but there's countless opportunities and there's not only are folks in HR and marketing and our events team planning formalized events, but really it happens more at a grassroots level in each of our divisions that people are getting sports leagues and doing a Habitat for Humanity project. So there's all kinds of ways to get ingrained into the culture here. Can you talk about how your company supports an open-door policy in terms of someone sharing ideas or suggestions for doing something different? It's just the atmosphere and the culture here is one that if you have a really great idea, share it. And if that's sharing it with your manager, if it's sharing it with the CEO, whatever it is, it's all very fluid. Titles don't really matter around here. And so if you have a really great idea that's going to make the company better, there's not a chain of command, so to speak, that you need to go through to share that idea. Are you saying, for example, that the person could simply send an email to the CEO and there's Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That happens quite a bit because he is such an approachable leader. Everyone has an open door policy with everyone, not just leadership to their teams. Like I said, we all work closely in different pods so that we can collaborate. And it's cool because you're not just working with the same type of discipline that you are. So let's say you come in as a mechanical engineer. You might be sitting next to a drafter and an architect and your project manager. So that definitely makes, you know, collaborative work environment and transparency because without transparency, your project will fail. So you all need to be on the same page. We have that aspect of it on like a day-to-day basis. But even our company philosophy really is to be transparent because we are a private company and we're 100% employee-owned. We are incredibly transparent with our financial information. Greg, our CEO, has biannual shareholders meetings with all of the employee owners. The first time I attended one of those, I think my jaw dropped because he showed all kinds of different financials that I had never seen out of any other company that I worked for, stock prices and how each division is performing and what our turnover rate is. It's so cool to be able to see that because then you as an owner feel like you can make an impact on that to to make it better or keep it going the way it's going. Greg also sends out a weekly email to all of the employee owners in the company sharing different big project wins that different offices or different groups have had so we can all share in the success with each other. He shares what our financials look like in those types of meetings. And then it's so cool because at the end of this Friday news, we call it, there's always something personal. Like, I'm going home, my wife and I are going to sit on the patio and open a bottle of wine. Or son Greg Jr. and I are going to go golfing on Saturday. Can't wait. And that really does speak again to the culture of Burns and Mac and that it really is a family type atmosphere. So much of the time I feel like we still operate like a company of 500 people and in the way that we celebrate our culture because of those types of things. Talk a little about the support of millennials for whom making the world a better place is a really important part of being at a company. We offer a countless number of ways for our employee owners to give back with time, treasury, and talent. We don't expect someone who just graduated to come in and write big checks for a certain fundraiser that we're doing. If they want to do Christmas in October or serve food at the food kitchen or work for harvesters or help us repaint a house or whatever it is, we have a monthly email that goes to all employee owners that has about 30 different opportunities on it that month to volunteer. We created the Burns and McDonald Foundation few years back and that foundation obviously has Burns and McDonald employee owner money that goes into it. 
and then each of our employee owners are also able to give at an individual level too. It's cool because we have two really big philanthropic campaigns every year, one for United Way and then one that we call Charity of Choice and that rotates. So you know, this year we did Habitat for Humanity. Last year was Ronald McDonald House. The year before was Boys and Girls Club, Wounded Warriors. So that can change and be a national philanthropy so that all of our offices can be on the same page and be doing right by that specific philanthropy. But then we also have a match program. So if there's a specific organization that you're really passionate about, you can, you know, let's say give $100 to uh, American Heart Association and then Burns and McDonald's Foundation will match that for you. That allows us to give back to our employee owner's passion too. What tips can you offer to a millennial who's seeking to prepare for a successful career at Burns and Mac? Put yourself out there, have a LinkedIn profile because that really is becoming the primary way that experienced recruiters are looking for people really develop your network. College is the best opportunity that you'll have to start your network. Build your network early and foster those relationships throughout your career because you never know when you might want to make a change in an organization. And so many of our experienced hires do come from employee referrals. The majority of them do actually. And it is because of those networks that you build at an early age. Start doing some research on the company so that when you do meet a representative, you know facts. I'm interested in Burns and McDonald because you guys are 100% employee owned and I have an entrepreneurial spirit or I want to be able that what I'm doing makes a direct impact on the company. Those candidates that can put themselves in front of us and explain why they want to come here, have it be relevant to something that we do, always are going to get a second look. And then to not just focus on whatever you've been studying in school, whether it be an engineering degree or business or law degree, you went to school to learn those things and that's wonderful, but half of what you learned was outside of the classroom and that's what we want to see too. So how are your soft skills? Are you an engaging person? Are you well-spoken? Are you someone that we can put in front of a client and do a presentation? Are you going to show up on time? Are you going to be dependable? Are you going to work well in a team? Because all of those things are what goes into making an employee owner here successful or a person successful anywhere that they go. And so I really encourage people to work on and hone those skills. Are there some specific things that you would be looking for on their resume outside of their classwork or their previous employment that would trigger you to think this is a great candidate for us? GPA plays a factor and certainly relevant previous experience, but we want to see what you were involved in outside of school. Were you a member of a student organization on campus? Were you a collegiate athlete? Did you study abroad? Did you not have time to do any of that because you were working 35 hours a week to support yourself through college? All of those things define you as a person, and those are all amazing. I would take a student with a 3.0 GPA that put him or herself through college or was the president of the Society of Women Engineers way over a student who had a 4.0 who sat in their dorm room for four years studying. And what tips can you offer a millennial once he or she has been hired so that they enjoy a long and successful career? I would say be open, be a sponge, learn as much as you possibly can, add value to your team and to the company. And this is Burns and Mac motto, make your clients successful and know who your clients are. Our client might be a power utility or an oil and gas refinery or something, but that might not necessarily be your client. Your client might be the project manager or your department manager or the senior engineer. So make that person successful 
so they can make the client successful so that the company can be a success. Do that right off the bat and not get hung up on titles or how fast you're growing or anything like that because as long as you're open to learning and you're open to working as hard as you possibly can, you will get recognized and you will get promoted and you will get that next opportunity that you are going to succeed in. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Hi, and I thank you for listening to this interview. Please frequently visit our The Millennial Career Playbook website at tmcpb.com as we're always adding new interviews and other content designed to help you find a job or enhance your career. 